welcome, my friend, to another episode. Hey, before we get started, I want you to picture this, your best caregiver self. What would it look like? Imagine living your caregiver journey with vitality and joy. It might seem like a distant dream right now, but you know what? It is entirely within your reach. When you craft a personalized path focused on quality care and your well-being, the impossible becomes possible. That's what the Empowerful Caregiver School is all about. You'll receive daily video lessons, a robust journaling workbook packed with practical strategies and reflective questions guiding you towards growth and empowerment as a caregiver. Plus, you'll be part of a supportive community in our private Facebook group and join us for bi-weekly group coaching sessions. Let's rewrite your caregiver story together. Join Empowerful Caregiver School today and start thriving. Click on the link in the show notes or go right out to my website at kathylvan.com forward slash empowerful to learn. Okay, let's jump into today's lesson. Well, hello, and welcome to episode number 27. Let me start by saying, I never, never thought I would experience it again. These past couple weeks have been riding an emotional roller coaster or like riding an emotional roller coaster of caregiving. I know you can relate. But for me, it's riding this emotional roller coaster again. The words that come to mind when I'm riding this emotional roller coaster are suddenly, unexpectedly, and why? Why? Cancer sucks. It's a nasty, nasty disease, and it makes me mad. Aging sucks. I hate the circle of life right now. But this pat. This podcast isn't going to be a pity party or a Debbie Downer. Sorry, Debbie. Love you, Debbie, if you're listening. It's funny, though, how fast you forget about your firsts. F-I-R-S-T-S. I don't know why. Firsts are hard to say. Um, the first inkling as a caregiver that something is wrong with your, with your loved one. The initial shock when you hear the bad news. Then comes all of that emotional stuff, like riding that emotional roller coaster ride. I had hours of sadness again, the crying and the tears, the grieving when I really don't know what the results or the situation is yet, but I am grieving and thinking about what could potentially happen. The anger, the frustrations, and just wanting to just shake somebody. The worry. Why am I worrying? I should be waiting to worry, but I am worried about everything under the sun. Then the anxiety sets in or the nerves set in and the the pickling and the, the uncomfortableness and the butterflies in your stomach. And then I'm having a hard time focusing and concentrating on one thing. That's all the stuff that happens when you know, you think back to your first. But first, let me tell you about my mom. 
I am so blessed to have a great mother-daughter relationship. She is my energizer bunny. She is the social butterfly. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, right now she's living in a senior living apartment and she's always, always, you know, telling me about this person and that person. And she can't wait till COVID is done so she can go enjoy the activities again. She's the one that's always willing to help. She'll get phone calls and jump on over and help her neighbor or pick up something if somebody drops something on the floor. She is the hard worker. When I was growing up, she was running a cleaning business with well over 30 clients. And she's still doing this today at age 79 at a smaller capacity. She's cleaning the apartment buildings of her friends. Uh, a couple cleaning jobs a week, but she loves to do it and she finds joy in helping people. She was married to my dad for 57 years until he passed away of pancreatic cancer in 2018. I remember them traveling every year for about 15 years back and forth to Arizona in the winter months. We live in Wisconsin, so up here we call the people that travel south snowbirds. I'm not sure if you all heard of the term, but snowbirds try to get away from the cold and the snow and enjoy the warm weather. And when I would go there on spring break, it would always be a fun time because there would be swimming and they own four wheelers. And so we would drive ATVs in the desert. Uh, they would um, always have activities going on. And no matter if they were in Arizona or in Wisconsin, they took pride in their homes. They were always remodeling and DIYing. They could have a DIY uh, show because of the fact that they were always looking to upgrade and make their home special. Mom and I always had time and spent time together. The ones that I remember most are our mother-daughter trips. We planned this Jamaica trip for about a year and a half. And about two months before I went, I found out I was pregnant with my third child and my youngest son. And uh, to be honest with you, I was miserable because I had morning sickness so bad, but mom took care of me and we'd made the best of it. We also, mom and I also enjoyed those smaller little getaway trips to Minneapolis and Chicago and Milwaukee just to get away, to shop, to just enjoy each other's company. And then our last trip before COVID set in was to Branson, Missouri. Oh my gosh, what a fun trip. We went to so many musicals and, um, and, and fun shows. Her favorite was Elvis. We went to the Four Seasons show. I don't know, some sort of rock show with uh, Buddy Holly and I don't know what the name of it was, but we were always the ones dancing in our seats or running up to the stage and dancing by the stage. So we had such a good time together um, with those trips and can't wait till we can think about planning more. In the last three years since my dad passed, I watched my mom transform from a struggling widow to this happy, independent, bubbly woman just enjoying life. 
if you follow us on Facebook, you're going to, you follow me on Facebook, you're going to see pictures of mom and I um, spending Sunday fun days together. What we decided to do is we decided that we needed one day a week so we could go ahead and take care of any of her needs, like her bills and her budgeting um, and any errands that we needed to run. And then the rest of the day was our Sunday fun day. Um, now we brought in my husband at the end so he could go out for dinner with us. But during the afternoons, which was our time, we would do crafts or we would go shopping or we would go walking or we found events to go to. We went to a pumpkin patch one time and I think we danced to polka music. (laughs) I don't know. We always found really fun things to do. But now let's go back to the beginning of the episode and talk about She is now faced with cancer. That's why I said cancer sucks and aging sucks. I noticed over the last last month that she wasn't feeling well, and then the biopsy confirmed it. We are still waiting for test results this week. I'm taping this on March 30th. Um, and so we, and we're still waiting for the formal diagnosis, treatment options, and recommendations that are going to happen tomorrow. The one thing that I have learned over the last three years is that I am becoming a better caregiver. I am becoming a better caregiver advocate. (laughs) Unfortunately, four, now this is going to be number four, um, cancer diagnoses for my loved ones. That's just, it makes me so angry. But my dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer first. Two weeks later, my husband got diagnosed with um, non-Hodgkin CLL lymphoma. One year later, my husband then got diagnosed with a new cancer of Hodgkin's lymphoma, and then now my mom. But what I've learned as an advocate is the most important pieces to start are growing a team and thinking through a team and doing your research and finding resources. And what do I mean by a team? I mean, you and I can't do it alone. You need a support team. You need people that will stick by you through thick and thin, people that you can lean on and help you through the challenging times. Why should you build a team, you might be asking. Well, first of all, your loved one may not be able to manage their care. You may notice it right away, or you may notice it as the months and years go by. Your loved one's main job is getting better and working on their illness. For you, you can't do it all. Think about caregiving and thinking about the A's and the B's and the C's and the D's and go on and on and on. Your caregiving job is simply too much for one person. It's kind of funny because I met now with my mom's nurse navigator yesterday. Just before I taped today, um, I just talked to my mom's coordinator of care And tomorrow we'll meet with the team of doctors and support people. First of all, that's starting of the team. So as my mom is going through her tests and scans and biopsies over the last couple weeks, I think I said biopsies wrong, but biopsies, and we're waiting for the doctor's appointments, I've been 
journaling and really journaling and trying to think through everything. And what I want to provide to you is this free document. And it's just my journaling prompts. And I'm not saying just, but it's journaling prompts that I think could be helpful for you. So go to kathylvan.com forward slash preplan. These prompts will get you thinking about what you can do. Now, if you're a new caregiver, this is going to be great for you. If you're an existing caregiver, I think this is still worth you thinking through or rethinking through. Okay, so I want to share with you some of the things that I've been journaling and that are in this free handout. Um, I, I started journaling, what are my personal strengths and skill sets. You could do the same thing. What are your strengths? What are you good at? What are you strong at? Maybe there's skill sets that you have that you know that you can bring to the plate. Here's just a few. I know that I have experience now in caregiving and asking questions and being an advocate. I know my caregiver style. And if you don't know your caregiver style, here's another free quiz that you can take. It's at kathylvan.com forward slash quiz. And I'll put these in the notes so that you won't get confused. But if you go to my website, kathylvan.com, and that's Kathy with a C, um, you will see the caregiver quiz right away when you open up my website. I know I'm resourceful and I know I am now being the master of research and I just don't Google anything. I know where to go based on the conditions of cancer. I go to Mayo Clinic. I go to Cleveland Clinic. I go to the American Cancer Society. Those are my three go-to places that I know the information is reliable and up to date. I just don't Google anything and there's nothing worse than Googling and then grabbing an ad just as an FYI, then you get bombarded with ads. I also know my stress triggers. What sets me off? Here's another really good resource that I have to determine where you're at with your caregiver overwhelm. It's kathylvan.com forward slash caregiver stress. I promise those are only the three um, handouts, but to understand what stress you're at, there's three levels. And level one is caregiver stress. I list out signs and symptoms. The next one is caregiver burnout. Now that's that's at a yellow status because you're you're getting to the point where you're burning out and it's affecting your health. And you should know that. And then the last one is totally a red flag. And that's when you're in compassion fatigue. I really want you to look at that so that you can reduce your stress and overwhelm. So then after that, I listed out my second prompt after strengths and skills is weaknesses. What are my personal weaknesses? I know my weakness is my emotions. And I know that I move right into grief. I move right into worry. So I listed that as a weakness for myself. And I need to be aware of that. And I need to go ahead and utilize different tools, team members, and resources to help me reduce that. I know I am a people pleaser. That's one of the caregiver uh, styles, by the way. I want everybody to be happy. I want to please everybody. And you know what? In this caregiver world, 
things are not always going to be happy. Things, sometimes the news isn't going to be great. Sometimes people are going to be angry and I just need to accept that. One other weakness that I wanted to go ahead and make note of is my mom's ability to understand the complexity of her diagnosis and the terminology. And so I need to go ahead and figure out how to communicate that with me. And one thing that I did that I would have never done in the past was I talked to my my mom's nurse navigator yesterday and said, I need help with that. So you kind of get the gist and you, I could go into more detail, but I'm not going to, but list out your strengths, list out your weaknesses, and then move into what are your gaps and your challenges. Now, these could be anything from your loved one's gaps and challenges to your gaps and challenges to your work gaps and challenges to your your relationships, your personal health. What are your challenges? List them all out. Here's just a few ideas. Um, do you have family support or is that a gap or a challenge? What about work and um, do you have time off to take from work or is there going to be financial challenges? Are you are you working a business or running your business and how are you going to cover that? Kind of think through all of that so that you can go ahead and start making adjustments. Then I flipped the page over of my journal and said, what kind of support is there for me? And then what kind of support is there for my mom? And so obviously the team of doctors then do you have um, a nurse navigator or some clinics call them all different things, but what are they? Do you have, um, do you need therapy or do you, do you have counseling or, or what is that available for you? I know this time around, I am going to utilize my company or my jobs company offers free employee assistance. And I'm going to use that this time. Actually, I scheduled that already. And from an emotional support, but I also am going to need it from like thinking through up almost like a project plan kind of thing. How am I going to balance all of this this time around? And then the next thing is you want to think through maybe a little bit further, you know, as we get into this further you know, what are going to be the needs from a caregiving perspective? Do I need drivers to help with taking my mom to appointments? Um, will I want a day off so that somebody could go ahead and give me a relief day or a relief afternoon? Um, what about meals? What about cleaning? What about um, nursing support? What about um church or clergy. So get really big and think about all of those as well. Then I took a day off and then I brought back out my journal again, and this is in the prompt as well. I put at the top, I believe, dot, 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 dot. <laughs> I love my dots, by the way. I believe, and then list out everything that you believe everything that you see and want and, and want to believe. This time around, I put things like, this time I will be tapping into help. I won't be afraid to ask for it. And I will communicate my mom's expectations as well as mine. 
As you can see, I didn't do a good job of that in the past. And I put on there, it's not time to sugarcoat it. If I need help, I need to say it. Our support, and I'm talking about my mom and I, needs to be reliable. I believe it needs to be available. It needs to be punctual support and willing to help. I love my mom and I will be by her side, but I won't be the martyr this time. I know that sounds kind of harsh, but I want to go ahead and enjoy the journey. If my mom has months to live or if she has 10 years to live, I want to go ahead and be her primary caregiver, but I also want to be her daughter that that enjoys Sunday fun days. Yes, I don't want to be so burnt out that I don't want to spend time with her. So I want to do that. So I journaled again after that. I gave myself another day after thinking through that. And I suggest you do this no matter where you are in your journey. These two prompts are really good. And they are, what do you want and what don't you want? As simple as that. So let me start out with just sharing just a couple things about what I don't want. I don't want to be so burnt out that I can't sit with my mom and enjoy her company. I don't want to be so tired that I ignore myself and my well-being. I don't want to be this resentful and angry person because I have to care give. So I can't be burnt out. And then I don't want to give up my passions and my goals, my business and my work. And you may be different than I am, but I don't want to. So you need to think about what don't you want. And obviously you could go on and on with this, but this is a good one. Grab a cup of coffee, grab a glass of wine, sit in a quiet place and, and really write out what you don't want. And then, then flip to the positive. I do want dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I do want to be the manager of my mom's care. I do. I do because I know that's a skill set that I have. I will and I want to ask for help. I want to find joy in the journey. I want to be my mom's advocate. I want to give my mom the best care and I, I want her to live painlessly. I want to be a happy an effective caregiver. I always say when I look back at each one of my cancer journeys with my loved ones, I want to be proud of who I am and what I did. Before I end today, I want to encourage you to journal wherever you're at in your journey. I encourage you to journal out your wants and your don'ts and what you don't want. And I would love to hear from you. Drop me a DM at Kathy Lynn Van, if you're on Instagram, or a private message, I'm at Kathy L. Van, I think, on, on Facebook, but you'll be able to find me if you do the Caregiver Cup. I know we can't predict what the future holds, and we might journal all this out and things may go haywire, but I think you're more apt to go ahead and feel like you have a plan and are in control if you journal it out. Because if you can believe it, you can see it, and you can start practicing it, you're going to be a more effective caregiver. And so I think I believe this practice will work for me. 
I will have all of the links too that I mentioned in earlier in the podcast in the notes for you to take advantage of these. These are totally free. You just have to give me your name and email address so that I can provide those to you. I ask for those of you listening that are not caregivers, um, you can have these resources, but these are truly meant for people that are caregiving. And so um, I really want to service you, the caregiver woman that is trying to balance it all. So until we meet next week, remember, it's important to fill your cup first. You can't pour from an empty cup. And if you do pour from an empty cup, eventually your cup is going to become drier and drier and you're going to run out of steam. So take time for yourself each day and make yourself a priority so you can reduce that overwhelm. Remember reducing it. We'll never be able to get rid of it. And find joy in your caregiving life. Until we meet again next week, take care. Bye for now.